0: We're venturing into the early 90s with a great track by Red Hot Chili Peppers. It's Under the Bridge on the Super Hits podcast. Here we go.
1: Hello, friends. I'm uh, JBC, C. aka Megamix.com on uh, various social medias, and I'm here with the, the big man, the Slipmeister. What's going on, buddy? Uh,
0: I am on Twitter and uh, all those places. You can find me at Slipmeister. <laughs> slip Meister. Uh, it's actually just Slip with Five Eyes, everyone. I didn't want to trick you all, but hello.
1: Hey. Um, we're talking, uh, as you said in your uh, pre recorded or after recorded uh, intro about <laughs> chili peppers under the bridge. And uh, should we just kick right into it? Do it. So, um, 1992. I mean,. It's a fantastic year for the Red Hot Chili Peppers, but it was also very bad. Uh, The band was riding uh, this wave of their uh, recent full-length album, Blood Blood Sugar Sex Magic, which was, of course, selling boatloads of copies. Uh, They were all over the radio and MTV. They were in magazines uh, and on television. Uh, They were touring with with openers, uh, Nirvana, Pearl Jam, and the Smashing Pumpkins.
0: Can you imagine that show? can't even. Uh-huh. Like,
1: my god. Now, of course, it uh, it was one. It was a combination of the two of those three at, at any given point. It was never all four, I don't think. But anyway, they won a Grammy Award and if they weren't on top of the world, they were really, really close to it in 1992. Um, but at the time, their guitarist, John Frusciante, struggling. In his autobiography, Scar Tissue, uh, Rad Shilbibber singer Anthony Kiedis explained it like this. He said, Things had deteriorated to the point where John and I didn't talk on the tour bus. And if we ran into each other in passing, we wouldn't even acknowledge each other. Frusciante, of course, uh, was disconnected from the band. Uh, He would change the way he played on certain songs, which, of course, would anger Anthony Kiedis. Uh, The divide between band members at the time, really apparent uh, during their 1992 stint as the musical guest on Saturday Night Live on February 22nd, 1992. Frusciante have, have reportedly was on edge the entire evening. He nearly got in a fight with a crew member prior to the broadcast, was vocally annoyed about Madonna ignoring him on set, and otherwise generally withdrew from the group and kept to himself for much of the night. So their first of their two songs was uh, they played a, um, an older track, Stone Cold Bush, and the, and the song was, it went well, though if you watch it, uh, and you don't think you have to watch terribly closely, but John Frusciante's Detachment is pretty noticeable. Um, as the song kind of comes to a close, Anthony Kiedis flails around and clearly knocks Frusciante with, with the mic stand. I mean, it's speculated whether or not the collision was intentional. didn't really matter. The tensions were so high that um, when they came back to play Under the Bridge, things kind of went off the rails. So as as Kiedis explained in his autobiography, he worried about the song beforehand because, um, of course... That song is is very Frusciante heavy. Um, it was John's responsibility to cue him in after he was done the intro, anticipate the the backing vocals in the chorus, and so he wasn't quite sure what John was going to do. Um, what they ended up getting from John Frusciante was kind of about what Anthony Kiedis expected. Um, the guitarist deliberately played a rhythmically with uh, with a slight dissonant, and it, he was marginally out of play. He played marginally out of place chords. It was kind of like seemingly intended to confuse Anthony Kiedis' vocals. And of course, Anthony Kiedis was singing it in the wrong key, trying to keep up. Yep. Um, of course, when it was time for the backup vocals, instead of singing, uh, he just howled in place <laughs> of the written lyrics. I'm not going to say that this is a bad version. I actually quite like this version of the song. Um, I spoke about this uh, a few like years back on our other podcast, The Mezzanine Sleepover. I talked about how much I enjoyed certain parts of this performance. But it is, when you watch it, kind of cringeworthy to watch kind of this whole kind of thing play out. And especially, you know, based on what would happen soon after, um, it kind of puts it into, into perspective. Anthony Kiedis ex- further explaining Scar Tissue. Um, I had no idea what song he was playing or what key he was in. He looked like he was in a different world. Uh, We were on live TV in front of millions of people and it was torture. I started to sing in what I thought was the key, even if it wasn't the key he was playing in. I felt like I was getting stabbed in the back and hung out dry in front of all of America while this guy was off in a corner in the shadows playing some dissonant, out-of-tune experiment. I thought he was doing it on purpose just to fuck with me. So the tensions between Kiedis and Frusciante rose rapidly from there. And by May, uh, John Frusciante, out of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh Uh-huh in a 2004 interview with, with I don't even know which Italian magazine it was because uh, it was it was just a, a PDF that I found online. Frusciante also began to feel that Destiny was leading him away from the band. Uh, when they began their world tour, he had started to hear voices in his head telling him, you won't make it during the tour, you have to go now. Frusciante later said that the band's rise to popularity was too high, too far, too soon. Everything seemed to be happening all at once, and I just couldn't cope with it. Um... So on May seventh, 1992, he refused to take the stage during a performance at Tokyo's Club Quattro, telling his bandmates he was leaving the band. Uh, They persuaded him to perform perform that night, but he left the next morning and was done. That's it? Um, Yeah, that's it. Gone. Uh, After leaving the band, he was um, replaced by Eric Marshall, who himself was uh, replaced uh, by former Jane's Addiction guitarist Dave Navarro uh, a year later. To, to wrap it up, I mean, and this is not getting uh, deep into it at all, but John Frusciante would drop kind of into the throes of drug addiction. Drug addiction, he would rarely leave this Hollywood Hills home. Uh, I remember seeing a documentary uh, on him from 1993 called Stuff. So sad. Oh, yeah? Like, like, like within a year, just a complete and utter collapse. Um, of course, to put a nice little bow on it, he would later rejoin the Red Peppers in 1998 after kicking his heroin habit, he remained with the band for ten more years. He would leave again to pursue a solo career, though this time it was amicable. Um, and he has just returned Yeah, uh, a few years ago in December 2019, uh, and they booted Josh Klinghoffer and Frusciante doing his third tour of duty. So, for me, that Saturday Night Live version that I, that I quite enjoy of Under the Bridge is almost a kind of a swan song. Um, I I love it. I, uh, you know, like I said, I spoke about this on our, on our other podcast years ago. I think it's just a totally weird and uh, lovely rendition. Uh, There's some parts of it that just totally get me. I love it. So um, I listened to it. I
0: mean, you, you, you play, had me play the clip and then I've listened to it and watched the thing since you mentioned it, if it was done on purpose, like by the whole band as like. You know, like yeah. if they were collaborating on it, it would be pretty cool. You'd be like, "Wow, this is Absolutely. a this is a really cool thing that they're doing." But when you know that the the guy is fucking with them, like, yep, exactly, it's, yeah, it's it's a kind of a different context of it. But yeah, sound wise, it's it sounds great.
1: Yeah, he's just he just does some different things. I'm a big fan of like the actual artist mixing it up a little. So
0: yeah,
1: um, let's talk a little bit more about Under the Bridge. Do it, shall we? So Under the Bridge, uh, written by all four members of Red Hot Chili Peppers, it was recorded just prior to the actual uh, proper Blood Sugar Sex Magic sessions. Uh, those sessions uh, took place in April and June 91 in LA uh, in the mansion that Harry Houdini once lived in. <laughs> if you want a little bit more background on the Blood Sugar Sex Magic sessions, there is a film called Funky Monks uh, that was recorded during the time that they were film- that they were recording the album. It's on YouTube It's fantastic You will not get any Under the Bridge action though Because it was recorded prior to that uh, to that session uh, Producer Rick Rubin uh, The story is he found a poem written by Anthony Kiedis And suggested that he share it with the band uh, The music was uh, purposefully uh, written as To be hopeful to contrast the dark lyrical tone According to the Wickeye Under the Bridge is performed in 4-4 time In the key of E major <laughs> Thank you the intro changes between D and F sharp major chords before the first verse moves into E. I love these. Mm-hmm. The bridge and ending modulate to A minor. For this is for all our, uh, all of our, uh, you know, band majors here.
0: Yeah, all you people who were in band with us that went on to have band careers. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
1: The song marked a shift in style for Kina, who had spent most of his career singing rapidly due to his limited high range, due to his limited range, sorry, you know, doing a lot of, uh, you know, almost spoken word and almost uh, on the verge of rapping, this was a little bit more of a, um, you know, a soft kind of a mel- melodious song. The song begins with Frusciante playing a slow introduction, he said, which he drew from the 1967 Jimi Hendrix song, Little Wing, which absolutely, right? Mm-hmm. Um, total, uh, you know, can make some definite parallels there. As mentioned, it was uh, produced by Rick Rubin, the, uh, the, the legend, and uh, engineered and mixed by another uh, legendary producer, Brendan O'Brien, as well, legendary in, in, in the 90s grunge scene specifically. Um, O'Brien also contributed the uh, Hammond B3 organ to the track. Um, now, after the song was recorded, Ruben felt the grand ending would benefit from a large group of singers, so uh, John Fruscianti invited his mother, Gail, and her friend, uh, both who sang in a choir, to perform. And did you know that Gale has her own Discogs entry?
0: Because no, I did not. <laughs> she
1: does. It's got not the best picture. I felt I feel bad for Gale. But it does have Gale and Friends as a Discog entry. Discogs entry <laughs> yes. So that's awesome. Um, the, the, uh, the track was uh, released as the album's second single on March 10th, 1992 by Warner Brothers Records. It clocks in at a nice 4 minutes and 24 seconds.
0: Nicely done.
1: Yeah, yep yeah, yeah. You know, we, we always say four minutes is the perfect uh, length, but I'm willing to give thirty seconds on each side.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I'm sure that everybody who's released a song that's three minutes and thirty seconds or four minutes and thirty seconds is very pleased that I said. That
0: uh-huh. Myself. I'm sure they are.
1: They're like, oh, "Okay, you know, I'm, I'm glad yeah. I, I, that, that 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 megamix.com."
0: Hopefully, we're going to get a high score when they rate us.
1: Yes, absolutely. Yep. Um, hey, and if you're listening, make sure to give us a, a you know a five star rating, please. Yes, please. Um, On the U.S. cassette single, the B-side for Under the Bridge is the album version of The Righteous and the Wicked. Um, The the UK 7-inch features a single mix of Give It Away as the B-side. The UK 12-inch features a cover of The Stooges' Search and Destroy, which they would later include on the Beavis and Butthead Experience compilation. It also has Soul to Squeeze, which would later show up on the Conehead soundtrack and chart as a single of its own. And uh, and and Nico," which was also included on the Wayne's World soundtrack. And I got to say, what a single Uh this is. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I mean, it's got four, like, monster tracks.
0: Yep. I have the U.S. version that was released in 91 off of Warner Brothers Records, kind of just the standard release with The Righteous and the Wicked as the B-side. And uh, this is not a lot of money. If you want to pick up a seven-inch single of this on Discogs, you know, before shipping, it'll only cost you probably four or five bucks if you look around enough. So
1: there you go. You could, or you could just buy Blood Sugar Sex Magic and get those two songs.
0: You could, you could just buy the whole album, everybody. And a
1: whole other, and a bunch of other. For, awesome
0: for those of you that don't have it already. And uh <laughs> you can also, by the way, go to Spotify and listen for free. So just saying,
1: yes, there you go.
0: Or type it in on YouTube. Amazing.
1: Yes, just watch it on. Yeah, listen. Listen to it on YouTube. There was a limited edition UK CD single that had a live version of the track "Suck My Kiss." There was a CD maxi single that had a track called "Fella's Cock," which I guess is a reference to fella Cootie. Uh, a live version of "I Could Have Lied" and a demo version of "Give It Away." Um, I actually can't remember the song "Fella's Cock." I should listen to it. It's in my library. I don't have any thoughts on it. I do have thoughts on the German CD single, which has a Rasta mix of Give It Away, oh. which is kind of weird. Uh-huh. As we like to do, compilations, there's not a lot of notable compilations that Under the Bridge was, was uh, featured on. Uh, here's a few that I liked. There is a 1992 Dutch compilation called Countdown Rock Ballads, uh. rock ballads being all one word. Yes. Um, In 1995, Kerrang! magazine did a giveaway called Kerrang! The Album-Volume 2 The Cutting Edge, with cutting being with a K, as in Kerrang. Uh Uh-huh. That sounds amazing. And um, listen, in 1992, Under the Bridge was featured on a Brazilian compilation called, get this, Super Hits. (laughs) Hey! So so I think we, we may have a lawsuit.
0: Oh, I hope they don't find out about us.
1: <laughs> well, I was thinking we could sue them for stealing our idea before we came up with it. Yes, that. let's do it. Let's do it. Um, according to IMDb, Under the Bridge has shown up uh, on soundtracks of films like uh, 2012's Flight and also on an episode of the 2002 TV show Headliners. Uh, it was also included on a number of Chili Pepper's Greatest Hits packages, including 1992's What, what Hits and 2003's Greatest Hits. And the bridge has been performed over 640 times since 1991 by the band uh, in, in, a, in a live uh, environment, making it the Chili Peppers' second most performed song, behind "Give It Away." Nice. On the uh, mega mix side of things, I included this track on my second ever monthly mix, back in April slash May 1992. Uh, the cassette was called Prototype Black Number Two. Uh, it was called that because I basically cu- colored the actual jewel case with a black sharpie. You were so emo back then? So emo. Uh-huh. Um, I had to tape in the track list on a piece of paper on the inside of the jewel case. This actually this mix actually had seven chili pepper songs on it.
0: Oh Jesus.
1: <laughs> like
0: I love it. You're you are I, megamix.com, right? That's your gimmick is and what well, you and gimmick you've now. lived your whole life is you do mix compilations monthly. And you've yeah. done them for like thirty years now, and yet you break the cardinal rules of uh mixtapes. Well,
1: when I was 15, when I was fourteen, I think.
0: Hey, stupid like, kid. The-
1: <laughs>
0: uh-huh.
1: Yeah, you know, early on I, I, I would do things like that. Seven tracks. I clearly had just bought the CD. Yep. And and got excited.
0: Hey, you know so- what? Good for you though, right? You found a piece yep. of music that you loved and yeah. uh and you wanted to hear it all the time. So I mean, can't blame you.
1: It's funny though, because I was going through, I've been, you know, ever since we started doing this podcast and I started doing the spreadsheet,
0: uh-huh.
1: I started doing a spreadsheet of my monthly mixes. So I started with my oldest ones and I've been going through them, just kind of cataloging everything. And uh, I was doing, you know, I was doing ratings on, a, you know, kind of extrapolating my five-star ratings to 10 star ratings. And so I would do like, which mixes had the highest average rating? Well, of course this one with seven, you know, slam dunk run Chili Peppers tracks and, like, a bunch of Nirvana and Suicide Tendencies is all my highest rated mix so far out of the, like, 25 I've, com- I've compiled already.
0: Uh-huh, nice. <laughs>
1: of course it is. So, anyway. Um, so, that's the, that's, uh, the, the, the information about uh, the single. Should we talk about lyrics?
0: Yes, please.
1: All right. So, uh, from the Wickeye. Um, Anthony Kiedis wrote many of the lyrics uh, for Under the Bridge during a period, period of distress, uh, depression. After struggling with heroin and cocaine addiction, he had been sober for roughly three years. Um, he felt that this had distanced distance him from his bandmates, who continued to use uh, marijuana together. Uh, Kiedis felt that Frusciante was no longer in his world. Uh, driving home after rehearsal in April 1991, Kiedis thought of his addiction during his relationship with his former girlfriend, Ione Skye. Uh, he wrote in his 2006 memoir, Scar Tissue, the loneliness that I f- was feeling triggered memories of my life with Ione and how I had had this beautiful angel of a girl who was willing to give me all of her love. And instead of embracing that, I was downtown with fucking gangsters shooting speedballs under a bridge. I actually found a um, an excerpt from some guy. I don't even know. It wasn't even credited. But it was some Penn State University student, I think, mm-hmm. who wrote an essay entitled, Rhetorical Analysis of Modern Media Under the Bridge, by Red Chili Peppers. So here's here's a quick paragraph about uh, the lyrics to Under the Bridge. Under the Bridge, through all of the sadness and pain of the lyrics, also has a positive aspect to it. His life is better without drugs. He feels that he does not have anyone left in his life. He feels that Los Angeles is his only friend in the world, but he still never wants to be powerless under the command of drugs again. This fact is a combination of the logical reasoning that life is better free of addiction with the emotional freedom that Kiedis feels, despite the riffs he created in his own life. The entire song, through its tragic story, can be seen as a plea to listeners not to fall into the trap of drugs, not to throw one's life in the trash, and ignore those who care just to get high. So... Sure. I just, I found it, and I was like, let's get get scholarly. (laughs) Yes, please. Have you ever wondered where the bridge is?
0: Uh, yes, I always have actually wondered about it, and I'm hoping you'll answer it.
1: I, I, I don't know if I'll answer but here's what people have thought. So Anthony Kiedis has refused to reveal the location of the bridge, saying only that it is in downtown Los Angeles.
0: There's a lot of bridges in downtown Los Angeles. <laughs> yes.
1: Using details provided by Kiedis in his autobiography, writer Mark Haskell-Smith concluded that the bridge was in MacArthur Park. However, this contradicts Kiedis' assertion that the bridge was under a freeway. Other possible locations then include the Belmont Tunnel, about half a mile from MacArthur Park, and the overpass where Interstate Highway 10, which is the Santa Monica Freeway, crosses Hoover Street close to downtown LA. So that's as close as we're going to get, big man, to where the bridge is. So that's good. So let's get right to the reception then. All right. Under the Bridge. (laughs) Under the Bridge entered the Billboard Hot 100 on April 4th, 1992 at number 80. It landed between Enya's Caribbean Blue and Big Audio's The Globe. <laughs> I love how deep we get with these. Were uh-huh. where we where we talk about where they were sandwiched when they entered the, <laughs> the top one hundred. I
0: mean, you There's, do. That's your gimmick, brother. I haven't. I don't do that one.
1: Every every second episode, our, our listeners get to get to hear. I mean, people uh, have people have written
0: and said, you know, Slip, why don't you get as deep into the charts as Mega Mix? And uh, I'm thinking about it, everyone. Maybe I'm one a, day.
1: I'm a chart guy. I am big into the chart stuff. And you know what? I um I have to say, this week we're getting a little we're getting a little deeper. Uh, this episode, for my episodes starting uh, on this one. So oh, nice. Look forward to that. Um. So anyway, Enya's Caribbean Blue, Big Audio's The Globe. No idea what either of those songs are, but hey. It would peak at number two, nine weeks later, on June 6th, 1992. So, a uh, big hit for the Red Hot Chili Pe- Red Hot Chili Peppers. Would you like to know the rest of the top ten that week?
0: I was about to ask.
1: Okay. So, at number one, on June 6th, 1992, we have Criss Cross's Jump. <laughs> what a number one. Uh-huh. No- at number three, a, uh, a previous uh, Super Hits podcast uh, uh, subject. on uh, Vogue's My Loving. You're never... Open parenthesis. You're never going to get it. Close parenthesis. At number four, we get Mariah Carey's I'll Be There. At number five, Sir Mix-A-Lot with Baby Got Back. Um, number six, something by Joe Public called Live and Learn. I think I know that song. Okay. But I'm not sure. I'm going to have to go back and, and, and take a listen. Um, at number seven, we have a um, Sophie B. Hawkins with Damn, I Wish, it Was, I Wish I Was Your Lover. Yeah. Great song. At number eight, Michael Jackson with In the Closet. At number nine, Celine Dion, if you ask me to. And at number ten, TLC's Ain't Too Proud, Too Big. Uh,
0: you know what? Like <laughs> Under the Bridge, one of these things does not belong. <laughs> oh my
1: god, absolutely. Ten. I would say this is a bit of a mixed bag, but there's some bangers in there.
0: Yeah. I mean it, yeah. they're all they're all, you know, a lot of them are fine songs, just like genre wise, everything else you'd hear in a club, and then there's under the bridge.
1: Yes, absolutely um under the bridge would hang around in the top three for a few weeks it would slowly drop off the hot 100 departing uh, after 26 weeks on the chart um it also hit number six on the u.s alternative airplay chart and number two on the u.s mainstream rock chart internationally under the bridge hit number one in australia Belgian, Belgium, belgium Belgian.
0: Belgium, Belgium. Hey, good, good job
1: and the netherlands uh and it only hit number 13 in the uk
0: oh the
1: brits you know
0: yep I mean always, it didn't, always stingy. It, yeah, it didn't it didn't have any like parody to it. Maybe if they had some like honking horns or a, a hamster <laughs> singing
1: it. <laughs> it would hit number one. Yep. Um, in Canada, in, in, in uh, here in Canada, it peaked at number three on June twentieth, nineteen ninety two. And uh, in the, the new feature that I mentioned, would you like to know what the rest of the RPM top ten was?
0: Oh mentioned? nice, please.
1: All right, so here's Canada's top ten for June twentieth, nineteen ninety two. At number one, Genesis with Hold On My Heart.
0: What? I, I say that as a Genesis fan, but what?
1: Yep. Number one in Canada. At number two, we have Celine Dion's, uh, if you ask me to, uh, which was number nine in the U.S. Uh, a few weeks earlier. We have at number three, Under the Bridge, of course. At number four, Wilson Phillips, You Won't See Me Cry. All right. At number five, The Cock, Tom Cochran with Sinking Like a Sunset. <laughs> yep. Uh, Sophie B Hawkins with "Damn, I Wish I Was Your Lover" is number six. Number seven, Lionel Richie with "Do It to Me."
0: What? <laughs> this
1: Come is on, Canada! Folks. Come on, Canada! Number eight, Annie Lennox with "Why." Mm-hmm. Number nine, Amy Grant, "I Will Remember You," and number ten, Kim Mitchell, "America."
0: Jesus, Canada! What's going on? I mean, it's... that CanCon, right?
1: We got a couple. We got a, We got a little bit of CanCon mixed in with some weird stuff.
0: Yeah. So, oh, you're gonna to have to give me that source. So
1: I will, because uh, there's a website I will talk about. Uh, do you know what? Was I going to talk about that next week? Next, uh, yeah, next week. You know, what, I'm going to do it right now. I'm just going to scroll down here.
0: Oh, damn. Hang on,
1: Hang on folks. I was going to make a treat, a, a, a shout t- out. Treat so all you there listeners. is an RPM uh, weekly archive at WorldRadioHistory.com, and it's amazing. Oh yes, it's PDFs of the RPM uh, weekly. And so on page five, every you got you can see the top ten, the top one hundred in Canada. Yes, all right. It is amazing. So um, now let me just scroll back to my. Uh,
0: You're to welcome. My You're table. welcome, Super Hits listeners. We're giving that shit to you for free. No Patreon, yes. no bullshit, free. I
1: found it. I was so excited. Yeah. I mean, and these trade magazines are great, right? It's all just full of ads and like, you know, it's all. all oh, pick up the new uh, Red Rider CD. <laughs> So exciting. And
0: then it's got all sorts of like goofy like hype, like someone's written it up, right?
1: Oh, absolutely. A red
0: Rider comes oh. wailing back at you after a three-year yeah. absence. This is gonna hit you right between the nuts. I don't yeah. know. Yeah.
1: You make sure to stalk Alana Miles' debut album. Yeah. You know, like that. Um, Under the Bridge would end up ranking number eight on Billboard's end-of-the-year hot 100 chart and number 25 for the year, number 21 for the year in Canada. Uh, it was certified platinum in the US on uh, August twenty fifth, two thousand nine, and it actually sits at six times platinum as of last year.
0: Wow! All right, uh,
1: I looked at the RIAA RIA website. I mean, this is an actual thing, so I assume they—what do they, they take into account streaming now? I don't even know.
0: I guess they have to.
1: I don't know, so you know what? I'm going to do some research, and in a few weeks, we'll come back and maybe we'll have an answer.
0: All right, we'll give it to you for free, everybody, when we find it. And if you Absolutely. if you know about it and you want to just tell us, yeah,
1: do the work for yeah. us. Please.
0: Superhitspodcast at gmail.com. Send How us does notes.
1: the RIAA certify now? Yes, because we're not going to do it. We're you know we're already we're probably already going long, so we're not going to go look for it here right now. So anyway, the video for uh, Under the Bridge One Viewer's Choice award at the 1992 MTV Video Music Awards. It beat out Def Leppard's Let's Get Rocked, Nirvana's Smells Like Teen Spirit, and Van Halen's Right Now. Uh, It was also nominated for Video of the Year, which it lost to Right Now, and it was nominated for the Best Group Video, and it lost to U2's Even Better Than The Real Thing. Would you like to know what won Best Dance Video at the 1992 VMAs?
0: (laughs) I could guess, but please, just tell me.
1: Cream by Prince of the New Power Generation. Amazing! So good. <laughs> ah, I love shoehorning in those references. As far as reviews go, I, I didn't find a lot, but I was able to find uh, the review from uh, All Music. Here's what they had to say. Uh, it's a poignant statement. It is self-evident among the simple guitar which cradles the introductory verse and the sense of fragility that is only doubled by the still down-tempo choral crescendo and ultimately has become an integral part of the 1990s alternate landscape and remains one of the purest diamonds that sparkle amongst the rough-hewn and rich funk chasms that dominate the pepper's own oeuvre. <laughs> Jesus, I mean, there's a mouthful. Yep. But awesome. Anyway, as far as the whole album goes, Blood Sugar Sex Magic peaked at number three on the Billboard 200. It topped RPM's album chart in Canada. It's certified seven times platinum in the U.S. and four times platinum in Canada. Overall, the, the, the album has sold over 12 million copies worldwide. It's a monster hit. And, you know, part of that is uh, because of Under the Bridge. So,
0: so you know that- how a few minutes ago we said uh, we don't know how certification works for digital? Yeah. Uh, I actually did know. I just didn't want to tell you, but now I do.
1: Oh, you you remembered it. Yeah, I just
0: remembered right now. (laughs) Yeah, I just remembered. Uh, This is all from the top of my head, okay?
1: Okay, sounds good. Uh,
0: Singles. Standard singles are certified gold when it ships 500,000 copies, platinum at a million, multi platinum at at least 2 million copies. Digital singles, uh, same numbers. So if you purchase a digital single, 500,000, a million, and 2 million plus. Okay. Starting May so, 9th, 2013. A very specific date. I can't believe I remembered that.
1: I, well done.
0: Uh, certification for singles in the digital category include on-demand audio or video song streams in addition to downloads at a rate of 100 streams equals one certification unit.
1: Got it. Okay, that makes sense.
0: So for a mil- for Platinum, for example, I guess you would have to have 100 million streams and that would get you Platinum.
1: Yeah, so let's do a quick. Um, oh, let's a, let's uh, actually, move. actually,
0: sorry, I just remembered one more fact. Sorry. Uh, Three years later, on January second, two thousand and sixteen, the rate was up to one hundred and fifty streams for one certification unit. As
1: people go nuts, yeah, right?
0: yeah. So, so I'm going to
1: do a quick, just a quick peek here, because I can't remember this off the top of my. Oh, head. Oh, I can hear you. I, I at, can
0: hear you thinking.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, yep. So under the bridge, as you were looking for. Right yes. now on Spotify has been streamed 927 million times. So almost a go. billion. There you go. Uh, their most uh, looks like their most streamed song, though. Very close second is Californication. Um, wow. Interestingly enough, I'm looking at this list. For some reason, Give It Away isn't on this list, which I would think would also be high. So I'm going to the Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Uh, So I give it away two hundred and sixty million. So actually, way lower than under the bridge. So there you go.
1: Nice. Thank you for that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, We answered the question, but yeah, the streaming is is very interesting. Yeah, I I would assume that 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 there would be a lot more uh, gold records being handed out in the in the era of streaming.
0: And it would come for artists. It would come a lot faster too, right? Yeah. I mean. That's another thing that we see, though, with the singles and albums back in the you know seventies, eighties, and nineties when we're covering them, is yeah. that it takes a while for some of them to warm up. Yeah, and uh, so you see them entering the charts, and then like eight weeks later or twelve weeks later, they get to whatever their peak is. Nowadays, yeah. it's just the week it comes out; it's there. Exactly. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's a way, much different time. Yeah. So let's talk covers and samples. Alright, so whosampled.com, one of our favorite uh, sources Lists 35 covers of Under the Bridge um, The most notable cover uh, is by British pop group All Saints Who covered the track on their 1998 debut self-titled album It's not great uh, But it did hit number <laughs> one in the UK, so there's that
0: See, again, the UK is like, well now that you covered it
1: Now that All Saints did it yeah. Now, now we're going to give it some shine yeah. Uh Gym Class Heroes covered it in two thousand six for the compilation Punk Goes Nineties. It's worse than the <laughs> pop version. Uh-huh. This 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 uh this pop punk stuff. Uh these cover al- albums are usually uh, hit or miss. This is a miss. Santana covered it on the deluxe edition of their 2010 album, Guitar Heaven Colon, the greatest guitar classics of all time. It's not bad. Okay. Um, PM Dawn covered it in 2002 Taylor Dane in 2008 And there is a Rockabye Baby version From 2012 that rules
0: This would, so, Yeah I was going to say this would make a nice Rockabye Baby Song
1: Yeah, I have a little kitten in my lap right now purring And it's amazing Oh so, look
0: at you how adorable we have,
1: we have two new kittens in our family and they are the best So um, She climbed up into my lap and so There we go One
0: of your kittens uh, is named Mega and the other one Mix
1: Wouldn't that be great yep. That would be great no, they're Luna and Leo. Okay. Fine. who sampled uh, shows 30 different samples of the, uh, the uh, 30 different samples of the track being used in other songs. Um, just a few um, uh, highlights we've got the line featured in Debrat's 1994 track Fire It Up. House of Pain sampled the hook in their. US remix of 1994's It ain't a Crime. Uh, Weird Al Yankovic interpolated multiple elements in his Chili Peppers-inspired Bedrock Anthem. Sure did. From 1993, the song that is all about the Flintstones.
0: Uh-huh. The city Jesus. I live in, the city of bedrock.
1: Jesus. God. In 2009, Kay Flay incorporated elements of Under the Bridge in her track, track, On the Bridge. And Can You Believe It? Girl Talk used the main hook on the 2008 track, Play your part, part two.
0: That's amazing. I, uh, where, where did they come from?
1: <laughs> where, I've yeah. never heard of Girl Talk before. Yeah. We've never spoke about them on this podcast before. Um, let's talk about the video. Do it. So the uh, video for Under the Bridge directed by uh, Gus Van Zandt. Uh, Gus Van Zandt, of course, the uh, movie director. He knew Flea, who had been in his 1991 film, My Own Private Idaho. Um, so he agreed to direct the video for Under the Bridge. Um, The video begins with John Frusciante standing alone on a pedestal playing guitar with a backdrop of a desert uh, with an inverted cloud sky superimposed over the top. Notable to me is Frusciante's awesome toque. And I love his uh, teal fender jaguar Uh uh, as well. Um, Anthony Kiedis is uh, singing throughout with a bathed in purple light and I had to say, there is a lot of superimposing going on.
0: Yeah, and Anthony just forgot his shirt. Everybody. Uh, yes, you know the old
1: man would not like this video because he doesn't know what superimposes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, hit us up uh, uh, on our uh, on uh, uh, what is our what's our Twitter account
0: at Super Hits Podcast.
1: Super, hit us up at Super Hits Podcast if you know that reference.
0: Yes, the old man not knowing superimposed.
1: Yes. Uh, we get scenes of uh, Kiedis walking the streets of LA. As he walks, the camera kind of focuses on various people. And sometimes he sings the lyrics to them, Yeah, which I think is really nice. There's a lot of camera tricks of the band playing, a lot of split screens and, and you know, reversed uh, video. Uh, towards the end, Anthony Kiedis is shown running down the Los Angeles River Channel in slow motion. I like to think he's running from the uh, T-1000's giant semi-trip.
0: Oh, yeah. And again, uh, where is your shirt, Anthony?
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. I mean, he loves being shirtless. (laughs) In the background, we get a nuclear explosion for some reason. Mm -hmm. Uh, The video ends with various superimposed images of the band, followed by John Frusciante playing alone on the pedestal. And this time, uh, instead of the sky, it is the ocean superimposed. And that's uh, the video. Do you have any other thoughts you wanted to add?
0: No, I'm ready to rate it.
1: All right, let's go to the ratings, boy.
0: All right, so I'm going to give this video an eight. Yes. I think it's, like, quintessential 90s music video. Lots of stuff going on. But, like, you know, if you really pay attention to a lot of it, you're like, yeah, lots of superimposing and stuff in the background. And you could say that it's goofy, but it's all, like, well-mixed together. Nothing looks bad. Obviously, the song is great. And, uh... I don't think in this case you have to really know what the song means. It's just shit going on. Um, I do agree with you. I love Anthony Kiedis walking just down the street singing to people and just the people on the street. And yeah, like this is one again. If I mean, this might be just because of our our age category, but people in our age category are probably going to rate this highly because it's very, very classic uh, early 90s music video.
1: All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna echo your uh, sentiments there. I'm gonna give it an eight as well. The video is cool as shit. Uh, I don't s- I didn't see a lot of videos around this time, um, but I remember this one for sure. Um, Anthony Kiedis singing to that dude on the street, especially the first one that he sings to, and he's doing the the gesticulations. Yeah. you know you know the classic like like you know okay listen do you remember when you're playing GTA San Andreas yes and you go get and you go change your clothes and you come out and you accept and he does the yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I think he just does and I love it so awesome uh, 8 out of 10 from me what did you think of the song
0: so this might be controversial on this okay. podcast uh, I'm going with a 6 ooh okay on the song uh, I know it's a lot of uh, it's a favor for a lot of people If I really wanted to um, let the kind of emotion of the song and the subject matter hit me, I could give it a higher mark. Mm -hmm. But I'll be honest, uh, as a, uh, you know, 11, 12, 13-year-old when this came out, living in the suburbs of Winnipeg, (laughs) not knowing anybody with the kinds of issues that are being sung about, it was just hard to relate to the song. And I was just like, "Eh, it's kind of like just a slower song and not... I liked faster music at the time, so... So you couldn't,
1: uh, so you couldn't uh, mm-hmm. identify with it, but yet you gave, uh, we're all the same gang a nine.
0: Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <just kidding>. Yep. <laughs> you know what? I, I Hey, just jokes. <laughs> mm-hmm. but- I mean, over the years, I've gro- my appreciation for the song has grown tremendously. Mm-hmm. But in terms yeah. of the song that I like, if I it was playing and I was like, I need to hear this one out the whole yeah. way through. Um, I could take or leave it. So yeah, I give it a six. It just it for you. Yeah, so I give it a just six. It
1: just doesn't hit it for you. I'm going to give it an eight. And I went back and forth with seven on this. Um, but in the end, I, I went with an eight. Uh, this is a classic track. It's super nostalgic for me. This is all about spring and summer of 92, uh, you know, 15. A lot of a lot of stuff going on. Lots of drama, you know, uh-huh. usual stuffs. Grade nine grad, <laughs> that kind of oh, thing. Oh, Jesus. I, you know, come <clears throat> on. Uh, I absolutely love John Frusciante's uh, guitar work on this whole album. Uh, I put it right up there with uh, what I feel about Billy Corgan's guitar work on Siamese Dream. Uh, so, you know, anything with some with some John Frusciante um, is good to rage high. I'm going to give the song an 8. Love it. I'm going to put one more
0: qualifier because you said something that resonates with me, which is that I was not at the time a Red Hot Chili Peppers fan. I was listening mm-hmm. to very different music at this time period. And I think yep. some of it is that I can't place the song in a nostalgic no. way. It doesn't remind me of any time period in my younger life, which probably no. is also a reason why it goes a little lower. So well, you're, you yeah, you're, back.
1: Yeah. you're a young buck. You're younger than I am. Yep. So you've been a little bit younger. I, I would posit that, um, On June 20th, 1992, when Under the Bridge was at number three, you were uh, digging on Hold On My Heart, by Genesis.
0: (laughs) Or like crisscross, you know? Yes, oh, absolutely. You know, so anyways, I was not cool. I was not a cool kid, everybody.
1: Well, neither was I, so that's why this podcast is so great. All right, listen, everybody, we are coming back uh, in a few days. What do you got cooked up for us?
0: So we're going to stay in the uh, late 80s, early 90s in that range. Uh, We're going to talk about some Wilson Phillips Hold on, and spoiler alert, I give this a much higher rating
1: than <laughs> Under the Bridge. So I uh, will, spoiler alert, I love this track as well.
0: Yes, uh, which is weird because uh, I am not uh, the same age as me, but a female. Yes. But, but still, love, love, love. So we'll uh, we'll talk about that. And until then, again, superhitspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, You can hit us up on Twitter at SuperHitsCast, on Instagram at SuperHitsPodcast. I'm Slip with Five Eyes, or Slip.
1: I'm at Megamix.com. Thanks for listening, friends.
0: Bye.